Hey guys, welcome to yet another podcast. I'm joined once again by my good friend Codations, the myth, Codation. the man, the red bearded legend. Represented, represent. You know, no, you know, no one in the podcast sees video, right? <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yep. We're back. We're yeah. back. Another podcast. Thank you guys for joining once again. Uh, we got a couple interesting topics, courtesy of Codations tonight. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of jump in. But before we do jump into the topics, I gotta ask Codations, how are things going? I always had to ask about the YouTube channels and stuff. Just in general, how content creations. I like hearing how you're growing. I like hearing, you know, what what's happening in your side of things. So if other people don't like that when I ask, I, I always started off because I'm always interested in hearing. So I gotta I gotta know how's your shit going, man. Um, everything is going good, man. I mean, to be honest with you, currently right now my content is what's the word i want to put on it um it's more or less like i'm putting out so like the past couple of days i've been putting out daily videos like i normally do but the daily videos have been less driven and focused on a particular reason and more of a placeholder to be honest with you um because currently right now the two mobile games that i am playing are kind of hitting that uh um law point you know what i mean where like you know the hype is pretty much dead and gone you know what i mean and we're kind of you know there's not really a whole lot of new stuff going on into the game nothing really you know nothing really to cover you know what i mean so it's just kind of like i'm waiting for that next you know like that next game you know to pop out and i've got a couple games coming out you know in march so that'll you know hopefully regenerate get everything going back up again full swing um and I got a game coming out tomorrow, so I'm going to definitely jump into that, play that. I should have a video or two coming out on that, depending on how good it is or how crappy it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, currently right now, everything is going good. I mean, what's wild is, is um, even though even though my content hasn't been, you know, like super popping off the past couple of days, it's still my uh, – my subscriber count is still going up every single day, you know, pretty, pretty damn good. I've got my discord now, I think is pushing 500 members, which is ridiculously cool. So that's been growing really, really nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, everything's been going good with the channel, dude. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, 460 members. So like 40 members away from 500, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, everything is, everything's going, going pretty good. Um, is it, uh, go ahead. is it pretty active? You're just like, if people actually, in there oh, chatting yeah, all yeah. the time and stuff all and day nice, all nice. day long yep all day long um yeah and like i said and, and currently right now i do have like I have, i've got three three games in there currently i've got genshin impact i've got skylanders ring of heroes that we've been playing for the longest time and then i've got that new cookie run kingdom game um right now the the, the two game Genshin's doing nothing. I mean, I'm not playing Genshin, you know what I mean? And I've only kept it because I had a handful of people in there, you know, that were like from my content from Genshin. Um, so I kept it because those players are still relatively active. And then, um, and you know, talking about different things, um, not in those channels, though, unfortunately. Those channels are just dead channels. I should probably get rid of them. But uh, Skylanders and Cookie Run, they, they're, they I mean, active all day long, 24-7. Alex is an officer nice. in my Discord, the guy that's tuning in with us tonight um, as well. And um, and he, uh, yeah, and he can, he can tell you, man i mean it's ridiculous like they're constantly constantly talking back and forth um in in the discord which is really really nice and then not only that i i did i don't know if i talked to you about the, on the last podcast i thought i did um but i got two mods finally so that's cool you did so, mention that you got some mods yep 
Yep. 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 So, so the one mod is doing a phenomenal job. The other one's kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, he's another content creator, um, or used to be, he's not a big content creator anymore, but he used to be a content creator, um, kind of chilled and laid back guy, really good dude. Um, but, uh, he's been kind of inactive for a while, so I'm not really sure, um, what's going on there, but, uh, but the one, the one mod that I picked up, I didn't even know him. He was just a member of my discord, you know, from yeah. my channel and, and he's been doing a fantastic job. He's been advertising the discord and the game channel you know the game channels he's been picking up other players left and right which is nice and really really good so yeah man everything is going good dude i decided to activate the members thing um as well um just because i have like four or five people on my live stream well just uh, let me interrupt you one second just to interrupt because we were talking about memberships before we actually started the podcast uh so just for yep. those that might be listening uh we were talking about youtube has memberships which is kind of like uh, Twitch has uh, Twitch subscribers, which is where uh, people can pay a monthly fee to support your content, and they normally get certain perks unlocked for doing that. There might be different tiers if you're unfamiliar with the YouTube memberships. Uh, so that's what he's talking about here uh, as he goes into talking about activating his YouTube memberships. Yep, yep, exactly. So um, basically, in my last couple of live streams, um, if you haven't, you probably already know D, but um, I've been trying to get into live streams quite frequently like i'm trying i'm trying to you know work my way into doing more live streams um right now currently only on youtube i haven't set up restream i haven't streamed to twitch and vice versa things like that um so i've been pretty much trying to push my youtube live streams i'm doing a live stream about once a week currently right now it's working out pretty good um i find myself some nights wanting to do more live streams do you know what i mean and then i find myself you know you know some nights not wanting to do them so i mean it really just depends but right now i've been trying to do more um, but I've had four or five people uh, repeatedly ask me about memberships on YouTube, asking if I had some sort of subscription thing set up, um, you know, that they'd like to they'd like to participate. So because of that, that's why I made that decision to go ahead. You know what I mean, and and uh, pick up on the um, someone tell him to hydrate. <laughs> But, you know, you know what I mean? You know, what I mean, that's kind of why I try to pick it up or pick up on the membership thing just because, I mean, why not? You know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I will say uh, just I mean, just with what you just said, there are just a couple of thoughts. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I would uh, stream anywhere else besides YouTube if I was you personally. I, I think sticking yep. to YouTube is your best choice right now uh, as you right. continue to grow. Um, I, I don't really see there being any reason why I if I was you, I don't know that I would restream or anything right now. I'm not saying it's not something to, to consider in the future, but I just don't right. think it's it, it's going to help you at all. Um, and I don't know if streaming more is a great thing. Uh, I, I know it's I think streaming's fun a lot of times. You know, it's fun interacting with right. people in the chat and stuff and playing a game or whatever and. And not having to actually sit down and, and think of of making a video. And I'm not saying you shouldn't stream. I mean, I think you should. But as long – I just wouldn't stream to the point where then it starts taking away from your YouTube content because your streams are never going to cause you to grow. It's, it's, it's just more of a community-building thing, in my opinion. Um, right. You know, if you're still focusing on growth, which you probably should be, um, I think definitely still just producing more content the the route and then the streaming just being secondary for now. Right. Nope. Nope. I completely get it. And yeah, like I said, I mean, it's one of those things where they don't, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, um, I'm kind of all over the place with it. You know, I don't really know. I, I agree with you in the terms of I'm not live streaming to grow my channel. I'm live streaming because I enjoy the active, you know, engagement, you know what I mean? You know, as I'm doing something, you know, like I'm playing in a specific game or, yep. you know, whatever. And quite frankly, 
the past couple, like what, two or three live streams I've done, I've actually transitioned games during the live stream, which happened in my opinion, I thought was very, very, uh, positive i guess in a way i mean i mean it depends on how you look at it i mean like my live streams you know i'm, I'm getting 30 to 50 people you know what i mean you know in my live stream which is great um for a specific game but then like you know i at the end of you know i get finished with the one game everything you know that the live stream was originally for you know what i mean and then i just announce you know i just give people the options i'm like look you know you know if you guys you know are okay with it or want to you know i'm gonna go ahead well for instance valheim you know what i mean i'm like i'm gonna go ahead and jump into some valheim you know which is a pc game you know it has nothing to do with this game as a mobile game you know um thank you guys for tuning in you know for anybody that heads out or whatever but you know we're gonna go ahead and swap over to that game and it's actually done pretty good i mean for a while there i had like 20 people you know from my stream from the mobile game still watching me play valheim which was kind of cool um so yeah I mean, I don't know. Like I said, yeah, yeah. as no. far as overall, I mean, the channel, like I said, the channel is doing really well. Um, everything's doing really good as far as that aspect of things. My my normal or my outside real life is doing really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, besides all this blistering, ridiculous amount of snow that we got, I mean, it's been insane. Like today, and today we had like seven inches of snow, which wasn't wow. even planned on the forecast. So that was kind of goofy. So we literally had like seven inches of snow. Um yeah, and I don't have a snowblower, so I'm like, you know, hand shoveling all that. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I bought a snowblower last year, and it was the best decision of my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't, bl- I don't blame you, man. And that's like I said, and that's and and I, me and the wife talked about it. This, this will be my last year, you know, like with with it like this, and then I'll get a snowblower. But, um, but anyways, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm all over the place. Like I said, um, the channel's doing good, growth is doing good, good. good. everything's popping off. Like I said, I'm pretty nice, much nice. just waiting for the next games to come out, and yeah, growing everything from there. All right. Well, let me catch up on chat, and then I think we'll jump into the first yeah, topic because you were talking about new games coming out. Uh, I think you said March. I'm assuming you're talking about because of BlizzCon and stuff. Uh, but let me catch up on chat, and then we can jump into, if you want, BlizzCon. Sure. I know that was something you wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, and, uh, NDNW yep. says, hey, guys, it's Carter News Live here. I changed my name. Do you remember me? Of course, man. Welcome, welcome. Forstax says, hey. Hey, Forstax. Ryan says, am I allowed to post a link? Yeah, you can post a link, dude. I mean, I can't promise I'm going to look, at, uh, you know, be able to look at it on, on the podcast or anything. Spider says, no. He says, hey, Derek, time to hydrate. Yo, thanks for that hydrate. Yo, Codations, any way you want to check that uh, link for me and let me know what it is? If it's something we should yeah, show sure. on streaming out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. All right. And with that said, look at it in the background. Well, I can't just play. I mean, it'll, the audio will still come through if I look at it first, so. Let me see what. Oh he... God! <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so, I don't think you can play the audio. Um, maybe you can. Let me click it and see here real quick. I mean, I don't know if you can play it or not. I'm not really sure. I mean, I know you can play the video. But I don't know if you can play the song. I mean, the song is played a crap ton on TikTok, so I don't know if that means that you can play it elsewhere. That doesn't really mean, sure. but yeah, I, I can't play okay. it. Oh my god, he put that's oh, Codation's doing the sign. That's funny. Yeah, I can't. It's basically a meme uh, Ryan made of of my co-host here, Codations. Uh, funny, oh, funny. I can't play oh, the no. audio on here, but oh, no, no, but it is funny. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Dude, that's All right. That's too funny. <laughs> with that said, though, uh, yeah, I'm ass- were you- Is that what you were talking about about the new games coming out? Was with BlizzCon and with the Diablo game and stuff, or, or are you talking about other games? Um, no, no, no. I'm talking okay. about other games. I mean, because because yeah, unfortunately, I mean, jumping right into BlizzCon, I mean, it was it was kind of a letdown to be honest with you, man. I mean, I, I mean. 
my biggest eat my biggest ticket for game con or game con blizzcon was the new diablo immortal on mobile because right. that was gonna you know i you know i'm i can't wait for that to come out as a long-term diablo fan um and not only that, you know, my channel being centered all around mobile games, you know, if you don't know and you're listening to this podcast and you're this far in, you probably already know. But um, nevertheless, um, my YouTube channel is, is all is centered all around mobile games. And so that's going to be the reason why, I like, you know, Diablo, you know, uh, Immortal being a full mobile game is fit. It's right up my alley. I mean, and not only that, what's really, really cool um, is I was ex I'm excited to bring that style of game to my channel, right? Because, you know, you know, just as well as everybody else does, like I built my my channel on idle games. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, clicker, yep. you know, simple clicker idle games. And then I've kind of introduced Genshin Impact. I've introduced a couple of these other games, you know, and then now now I'm, you know, I'm trying to transition, you know, into something like Diablo. And when that comes, the beauty of it is, you know, I mean, you know, is that it's yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be really big, I think, for my channel. And I really think that a game like a triple a title like that you know behind blizzard will have a big audience even though there's a lot of people who don't like the fact that it's a mobile game um i think that's going to still be a huge huge you know title you know what i mean like a huge absolutely audience. just because it's diablo i mean just correct because. correct exactly and that's what i'm really hoping you know what i mean i you know what I mean again i mean I, i've got to be aggressive with it but i'm really really hoping that that's going to you know skyrocket you know what i mean you know you know my channel you mean as far right. as you know being able to introduce me to a massive amount of you know audience of people so again it is what it is they basically and why i'm i mean don't get me wrong blizzcon is always nice right i mean you find out some information but the 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 really shitty part to me in my opinion for this blizzcon was there was like zero release dates there was you know like like hardly any new information they basically were saying you know this you know Okay, yeah, we're working on Diablo Immortal for the 500th time. Here's some of the same old gameplay you've already seen, you know, a bazillion times. Yeah, you're going to get a new map. Yeah, you're going to get these classes. And it's like, we already know, you know what I mean, like 90% of all this information. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they basically, the only new thing they told us was one, they don't have a release date for us, you know, right now at this moment. And two, they're like, oh, we're going to do another alpha test. We're going to do another alpha slash beta test that instead of it being as small, close knit as it was, you know, with a handful of people, we're going to open it up to a, you know, a lot more people. You know what I mean? We're going to be able to give you access to like in-game content during the test, you know, things like that, which is great. That's great news. But it's still just for me, I got my hopes up, man. Like I said, you know, I was really, really pulling for, you know, the fact that we would get like a spring release or something, you know, like a three month, right. you know, at least a three month away release. But no, nah, we didn't get anything. Or just any kind of uh, release date. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even if we got a release date, it would have been sweet. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, it would have been really, really cool. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but, I mean, that that's that's pretty much for me. Now, I have to say, uh, I didn't completely uh, watch all of it. Uh, it was during the day. I didn't. I wasn't able to. Um, I had some other stuff yep. going on. But I did tune in here or there. Um, and I noticed. So are they doing a remake of Diablo 2? Or is that a yes. new Diablo? Okay. So, yep. and I saw that. But I thought even that looked. That was when I was tuned in. But I kind of came into the halfway of it. But it just looked mm -hmm. very, um, even that seemed very, uh, I, I don't know the word to use. But but let down to Lackluster. me. La lackluster. Yeah, lackluster. That would be the word. Uh, and it didn't yep. seem like very many people in the chat and stuff. I was watching on Twitch. Didn't seem very many people, even in the Twitch chat, was was very excited for it. Um, yeah, and that's and that's and that's 
it's not new. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think right. that's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, is like, you know, every, every year at BlizzCon, you know what I mean? Like at least if we go back like five years, right? Five years, maybe six years ago. You know what I mean? You know, BlizzCon was the big event. I mean, you know, that was like where people want to see, you know, new stuff, new games, you know, games, you know, games that they're working on. You I mean, you know, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and this year to me, it just, I watched both days and it just seemed, I don't know. It just seemed lackluster in the sense of, like you said, boom, they're pulling out a Diablo 2, you mean, you know, remastered edition, which remastered, all they're really doing is going back and revamping, you know, I mean, you know, like the graphic engine, you know. Well, they are adding, because wasn't they, like, for example, and, and again, maybe I'm mixing this up with the with the mobile game, but I, I saw that they had the... You'll have to tell me. I saw they had where the characters were. Now they were adding the different elements to the same spells. Is that with the mobile version or was that with the remaster? So, like, you could, like, let's say you have the arrows that shoot, you could apply acid to them or frost. So it could change up your kit. Is that with the immortal mobile game or was that with the. No, that's with the, the, the two remastered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. they're, they're definitely making changes to the remastered edition. They're basically taking what they're doing is they're basically taking the information, you know, that they learned from years ago. You I mean, you know, from Diablo 2, you know what I mean? And then, you know, they're basically, you know, taking all the information that players have gave them over the years. Do you know what I mean? You know, or people that suggested or, you know, things that that whatever brought it to the table. And we're like, okay, here, hold on. Let me let me say what you're saying. But. It seems to me like they're taking a lot of stuff from Path of Exile. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it without, without. Oh wait, I did say yep. it though. <laughs> yep. I, it yep. seemed to me more like they just took a lot of stuff from Path of Exile. But yep. uh, Alex in the chat do. says Alpha of Diablo means they are far from release. It would have been irresponsible to set a date. Uh, I'm not. Dis- right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, Alex. I think what Codation's saying, and kind of my sentiment with it too, is I have watched uh, most previous year BlizzCons. Like I said, I just wasn't able to to tune in for the whole thing this time. Uh, but it is BlizzCon has always kind of been their thing to like. It's kind of like when Apple releases an iPhone. It's like their big event where they give like release dates or they give like something new to look forward to, and it just felt like a lot of it was rehashed. To me, yeah. again. And yeah. even, like I said, the new features, to me, it was like, they're, like, throwing out all this stuff, like, oh, we're adding this in. We're adding, and I'm thinking, like, well, that's all in Path of Exile. Like, it sounds like you guys are just taking stuff from Path of Exile. You're not really innovating or adding anything new. I don't know. I guess yeah, my question to There's- chat, I guess my question to chat while then Codation goes into what he's about to say, uh, while he's saying that, is, is was there things that you guys saw in it specifically that got you guys excited? Like, what got you excited about BlizzCon if you ended up watching it? Go yeah, ahead, and that, and that, that that word that you use is actually very very good. Like that that's that's what I would say. Like, like they're like you said the um the innovative. That was that's the that to me that's the key right there. Nothing in my opinion at BlizzCon was innovative. Nothing. I mean, like even. Like, sure, they announced Diablo 4, right? Like, sure, they talked a little bit about Diablo 4. People found out a little bit more information about Diablo 4. But they specifically said on stage, we can't show you, you know what I mean? You know, I mean? You know a whole lot of Diablo 4. We don't know when the release date's going to be. It's more than likely going to be, you know, at least 2022, if not, you know, 2025, you know what I mean, at this point. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you know, they're stating all this stuff. And it was just like, I don't know, like you said, it was just very, very lackluster in terms of what BlizzCon used to be, in my opinion. I don't, it's just my personal opinion, but that's the way that I feel like, 
like, you know, they didn't have a release date for Immortal, you know, Diablo Immortal. They didn't have a release date for, you know, Diablo 4. You mean, you know, you know, and then like, like I said, and then the whole thing with the remastered thing with Diablo 2, I personally don't really care for remastered versions of games. Like, like I, I get the fact that the nostalgia, right, comes back, right? Like people will buy the game just because they're a long-term fan of the game. You know what I mean? You know, they'll, they'll probably dive in and maybe test it out and play it for a week. You know what I mean? But then in my opinion, it's the same thing, right? So like, like for, you know, ideally now I know they're adding a few things and changing a few things up, but I don't think it's going to, you know, make that game, you know what I mean? Like the next big triple a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's a, it's a rehashed version of the, of the, of an old game. And, and I don't know why so many companies are going back and doing that. In my opinion, I think it's, it's two things. I think it's a, you know, they want to, they want, you know, they want to regain more money from the exact, you know, from the same game they already have made. Right. So they're, they're, do, they're, 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 double dipping in money from players secondly the other thing i always feel about it is just a cheap way out right it's a cheap way out it's like it's like oh look we don't have a whole lot of content for you or new stuff to come out but guess what hey you ain't played diablo 2 in a long time so we're gonna go ahead and bring diablo 2 back we're just gonna pull it off the shelf you know dust it off a little bit you know maybe add some quality of life features and then they're like boom here you go you know 35 bucks or whatever the hell they sell it for you know and i'm just kind of like uh right right Spider in the chat says, uh, hey, Derek, did you see that they're making a new Mortal Kombat movie? Little off topic. Uh, I don't mind. But uh, yeah, I will answer it just because I want to say that, yes, I have. And I'm actually super excited for it. Uh, I can't remember the the, the director's name, uh, but I'm a big fan of his. And I, and I have seen some of the cinematography shots coming from the, like some of the, the grabs from the you know, the cinematography and it it looks fantastic. I'm super pumped, super excited for it. I cannot wait. Uh, that I, I, I have very high hopes for personally. Uh, Alex D says, uh, their big announce was D four. Yeah. Again, like I said, I just think it was kind of like you said, yeah, I agree. That was kind of lackluster. He said lackluster for sure, but what can they invent? Uh, Alex in the chat says lackluster for sure, but what can they invent to show us? Uh, they don't have that much product to show. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that might be true, and and it might not be anything bad per se on their end. You're right. Maybe they just don't have a lot. But that's my – even the stuff, like, even if they don't have a lot of stuff to show, it would have been cool to see, like, you know, maybe one or two things that were going to – even if they didn't have gameplay to show, it would have been cool to say, like, here's some, here's some of the ideas we have for D4 that's different than just any other – thing we've done or whatever again i i don't know maybe i just like change too much maybe i like different too much maybe most people that play diablo they just like the game to kind of be how the game is uh but you know i just i don't know i was just expecting a little more i mean even with like world of warcraft and stuff there just wasn't nothing at least that stood out to me that seemed any kind of i mean again i didn't watch old things so maybe i missed something so but even like some of their other games they're just i mean I don't know. And I'm not knocking on Blizzard. I mean, they could come out with all this stuff. It could all be great. They, there could be a bunch right. of new stuff in it. I just felt overall I was expecting more from BlizzCon just based off of previous BlizzCons. I, I just didn't think they did as good of a job. But, yeah, yeah. And that's and and really fast. I just want to go back to the same thing yeah. that, that, that Spider had asked in the chat. But um, yeah, dude, the motor combat, man, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. The the movie looks ridiculously good, man. Like, I'm I'm so pumped. Like, I'm excited. Um, I shared it uh, the moment it hit YouTube. 
and I saw the trailer, somebody in my discord, you know, messaged me and was like, dude, did you see the new, the new Mortal Kombat, you know, trailer for the movie? And I'm like, no. So I clicked on it, watched it. And then I instantly dropped the video and shared the video in my discord, like in my general chat. I'm like, bro, check this shit out. Cause it looks legit. So yeah, I mean, I was, I was pumped, dude. I was excited. So again, spider, but yeah, um, yeah, man. I'm excited for it for sure. It looks good. I don't know anything about the director, um, but uh, yeah. And then I really like how they played the the Scorpion in Sub Zero. I mean, you know, um, you know, there during the trailer, or at least the trailer that I watched, which was really really cool because you got both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got yeah. the you know you know Sub Zero you know line, and then you've got the Get Over Here by Scorpion, which was yeah, really yeah. really cool. So, um, and the where the, the where the icicles play. came out with the what by the one's guy's eye that screen. Did you see that? Where that dude? That <laughs> looks so. That's where I'm talking about. That the guy that's doing the cinematography and directing, dude, it's sick, man. It's sick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it looks good, dude. It looks very, very good. And I've always, I mean, I've always had a sweet spot just from, you know, playing the games on Sega, you know. Oh, exactly. Forever ago, you know. So I mean, I've always had a sweet spot for Mortal Kombat or for Mortal Kombat. But um uh, anyways, switching gears back over to BlizzCon. Yeah, man, again, you know, you know, Alex, like, you know, and everybody else in the chat, like I'm not I'm not shitting on Blizzard, man. I literally own almost every game that Blizzard has ever made. You know what I mean? Because I just I enjoy playing them from Mortal Warcraft to Diablo to Overwatch, you know, to you know, Hero Storm. I literally have played almost every game i even have warcraft you know warcraft one all the way to three i literally have every game from blizzard besides like their old old like arcade shit but but basically you know i'm not shitting on them i really like them that's why i tuned into blizzcon obviously i'm excited for diablo immortal once we finally get more information on diablo immortal but i was just really hoping that there was something that wasn't that we didn't know about and i don't think that that was the case do you know what I mean? Like, like at all, like across the board, even World of Warcraft, you know, World of Warcraft classic, right? I've got a lot of friends right now that are still playing World of Warcraft classic, right? They, they, I mean, we've known, we've known, like the community's known that Burning Crusade was coming out for months now, right? They never told us, they never said anything, but like, you know, the community already knew it, you know what I mean? So when them announcing BC, nobody cared. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know what I mean? Everybody was like, oh, yeah, we finally got a, you know, a confirmation stamp, you know, on our paper. But it wasn't anything new. Everybody was like, they have no other direction with WoW Classic, you know, to go. So they're going to release, you know, you know, Burning Crusade. So that was a given. Mm-hmm. Shadowlands, you know, additional DLC for Shadowlands. Again, nothing too spectacular. I've watched Asmongold on, you know, on YouTube. What? three or four days ago you know he dropped his prediction of blizzcon everything word for word in events sequel to sequel i mean it was literally identical so you could have just watched his stream three days ago do you know what i mean and then watch blizzcon technically so again i don't know man i'm kind of in the air with it you know what i mean like i said i'm not upset at blizzard i'm i'm excited for the new stuff diablo 4 obviously all they did was put a confirmation stamp on it they did tell us this last year's blizzcon when they announced you know the diablo you know immortal mobile game as their high you know as their as their their uh, front front liner you know for their show but you know they already announced diablo 4 then said yeah we're gonna be working on a diablo 4 yeah so i mean again i don't know um i don't know what else you want to say else about blizzcon but that's kind of where i'm at with it i mean it is what yeah it is. no yeah last thing i mean alex says in the chat i feel covid slowed everyone down in terms of game devs and yeah that's that's probably a lot of it i mean that, that has and it and it it is definitely you know a lot of people working from home a lot of people you know, it's definitely slowed down, you know, most companies. Um, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking BlizzCon. I'm just saying I, I expected a bit more than what we were given. That's all. That's that's all. Right. I just said it, it wasn't. I felt like they could have just 
I don't know. I just felt like they could have uh, just made a blog post. <laughs> like, like, like it wasn't like what I would classify as a BlizzCon to me. Like, as either all, that, you know, either, that, either that, either that, or in my opinion, they could have taken what they had and hyped it way more than it was. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't. I didn't get that feeling at all. I mean, like even like the tone of everything. Did you hear like the music and like, like the 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 fifteen twenty minute sappy ass story in the beginning? You know what I mean? Like I didn't like, see I'm that. Like, nobody cares. I'm like, I don't. Nobody cares. We just want BlizzCon. We want you to start off. You know, flames on the stage, blowing the shit up. You know what I mean? You know, this is what we got working on. You know, we know COVID's got everybody down, but that hasn't stopped us here at BlizzCon. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, but that didn't exist. I mean, the whole entire thing, in my opinion, was like super mellow. You know yeah. what I mean? The hottest, the hottest part, in my opinion, for the entire event, which is crazy for it to be BlizzCon, was the stupid cinematics. Like, yeah. like, like the cinematics got me more hype for those games than what the person standing on stage is talking about. They're talking like this in a mellow tone and they're like, we've all been there. We've been talking about COVID and we're all sad and we're fucking blue. You know what I mean? It's just like, get off of the damn stage. Like, you know what I mean? Like just blow the event up. It's a freaking event. Yeah. You know? And, and again, I, I do understand it. Uh, as Alex said, like I get that a hundred percent. Uh, but I will say too, that, you know, I, I've seen some companies, for example, you know, I'm not a huge Apple fanboy. Codations knows this. He can back this. So, like, when I'm saying this, like, I, you know, this is not me, like, fan. But, like, Apple has done fantastic with their with their virtual, you know, releases and things. I mean, they've done fantastic jobs just in the quality of their events and stuff since COVID has hit and stuff. Uh, and there's been other companies as well. I just, there ain't none coming to mind outside of Apple. But I've seen other companies that have just done a fantastic job with it. And especially I feel like a company like Blizzard where their whole thing is like digital space anyways. Right. <laughs> they should have been able to make a little bit more hype of a, a event. Right. So, I don't know. Well, That's I, just my thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say on BlizzCon personally other than I just yeah. I just thought the hype wasn't there. Not that that they're not producing cool shit. Not that they're not... That, that we aren't going to love the stuff they're coming out with. It just was missing the hype that's typical of BlizzCon. Right. No, I, like I said, like I said, I think, I think it was, I think they ran too deep with the COVID stuff. Do you mean, I think that's what the, for me, that was one of the biggest things. I'll let you catch them on chat. It looks like we've got quite a bit. So yeah, we got a question a little bit off topic, uh, but I don't, I don't again, mind. I, I think we're kind of wrapping up with the BlizzCon anyway. So maybe we'll hit yep. it before we jump into our next topic. Uh, NDNW in the chat says, so question he says, do you guys think everyone in political buildings, excuse me, I had to burp, excuse me, I had to burp again, sorry, one more, uh, should just kind of shut up and work together and put more effort into the people, because I do and I'm open to debate. Uh, Hokage says, well, what do you think of the statement, it's a politician's job to lie? NDNW says, it's partially true, but you have to have experience running in an election. I have, and in Congress I have as well, but it's partially true. Um... I mean, I think everybody thinks that everybody should just work together. Um, but I will say, you know, I'm actually a very, uh, I'm a, I'm a centrist. I, I, I like things from both sides of the aisle and I get a lot of things from both sides of the aisle. And I guess what I will say, uh, you know, and, and outside of this, I really don't have much to add, but what I will say is. I don't I think people forget how complicated a lot of these issues are. On a lot of the issues that 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 politicians are fighting about, it's almost split 50-50 in the general population. 
So when we say, you know, when someone says, oh, I think they should all just shut up and work together and figure shit out. Everybody says that until it then becomes an issue that they don't agree with. And then they're wishing that their side would fight more for their beliefs. Um, I think I think the problem more, in my opinion, with with politics nowadays is the fact that it's all is social media um, is the fact that it's all out in the open. Uh, and that there is no, I don't want to say secrecy, but there's no closed doors anymore. Uh, because I actually think the fight-in has to happen. But I don't think it should happen in the public's eye like it's been happening, um, if that makes sense. Um, because, again, the the whole point of politicians is to argue on the behalf of their constituents for what their constituents voted them in for. Um Codations, that's right by your mic, super loud, dude. Oh, um, sorry. No, no, no problem. Just like, I mean, just move it down or something is all. Um, mm-hmm. But I just figured you didn't realize it because you probably can't hear your own mic coming through. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, that would kind of be my thought towards it. I I don't know. Again, that's really all I have to say about it. I don't, I get it. I think, I think we all wish we lived in a fairy tale land. And I'm not saying this is what you were saying. And and so don't take offense to what I'm saying. But I, I do think all of us, and, and I say this, you, and NDNW, myself, Codations, we all wish we lived in this fairy tale land where everybody just got together and everybody would just work on the problems together and figure out the best solution and get there. But but I think, you know, if you're married, you know, you know that that not everything comes to a peaceful resolution. And I don't mean that you're always fighting with your wife or your spouse or your husband or but not everything is cut and dry. Sometimes you like the fights have to happen. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, and I don't. Again, I'm not saying like screaming and yelling at your significant other. But in a marriage, I think it helps you realize that sometimes fights have to happen. Like sometimes you gotta hash shit out. Again, I think the bigger issue is that it's in the public eye much more today. I mean, it used to be on C-SPAN, and no one watched that shit. <laughs> now it's on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Codations, any, any thoughts on that? To be honest with you, man, I'm up in the air when it comes to politics. A lot of the times, I mean, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think everybody in general, like you said, they, we do want to live in this, you know, utopian, you know, society where, you know, everybody gets along, you know, we're more focused on, you know, just moving forward. You mean, you know, you know, and not so much focused on, you know, this person being right or this person being wrong and this, you know, and then them arguing over something like this. Um, I don't know, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the air. Um, and the, what I mean by that is, is like, you know, um, I'm kind of like you, man, I, I have opinions and i agree with certain things on either side you mean you know when it comes to political party you know what i mean and the problem is is that kind of puts me into a you know unique you know what i mean you know spot when it comes to well what party do you affiliate with you know what party do you this you know how do you vote you know things like that it puts me in a unique position and and a lot of times i can't i can't win does that make sense i can't win in terms of finding the right candidate that believes the exact same you know beliefs that i do you know you know across the board so i don't really have much to say on that i mean to be honest with you i mean i personally think um I'm all for the people, um, no matter what, that's kind of like the best way that I can explain it. You know, like, I mean, you know, anything, you know, that helps, you know, with, 
you know, keeping the economy afloat, I mean, you know, you know, and keeping us, you know, rolling, I mean, you know, in a positive direction, you know, no matter what, I think that's pretty much where I reside. But I mean, again, do I think that politics should or politicians should lie? Do I think that they should stop bickering and everything else? Um, I would I would second the thing that you said with how hard those decisions actually are, you know, I think a lot of people don't really understand the full scale of things, you know, they, you know, especially as, as civilians, I mean, if you've had zero experience with anything political, you know, I think it's very easy for us to be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go to the store, you mean, you know, and, you know, and buy something, right? Like that's my decision. I'm going to go to the store and pick that up. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't have to worry about arguing with my wife or, you know, or whatever, you know, it's my money. This is what I do, you know, versus it being, on a much larger scale, you know, making these decisions, you know, where it impacts millions of lives, do you know what I mean? Or billions of lives, you know? So I don't know. I don't really have an answer for it, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place when it comes to politics and, and you already know this too, D the problem is, is I'm so much of so much uh, but I don't even know how to even explain it, man. Like I'm so far out there in terms of not, you know, not watching the news all the time, you know, not listening to everything, not reading a whole lot of stuff to I mean, you know, like I'm pretty much like I'm unplugged, man. Like, I mean, that's the best way to explain it. Like I'm pl unplugged on a lot of things. So I'm not very diverse in the sense of or not diverse. I'm not very versed, you know, in the whole, you know, political scheme of things. I'm not, you know, the best person to really be, you know, oh yeah, I, I think this guy is dumb. I think, you know, I think this should be done differently. I'm, it's just not me. You know, I'm pretty much, uh, I just stay out of it until, you know, something happens or until, you know, somebody or something close to me is like, oh, hey, you should be paying attention to this. And I'm like, oh, I should. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll, and, and to echo that, I'm actually very, like, I, you know, I, I talk politics and stuff when people ask on streams and stuff and even in the podcast, like we are now. Uh, but, but to echo codations, I'm actually very unplugged as well. I don't watch any news. I don't keep up with politics. I don't know what the big issues are most of the time. Uh, to be completely honest at all, I don't. But the reason I can give answers and the reason I do give answers is because I do still feel that as a member of the United States, as, uh, you know, that I that we do have duties to to share our opinions and thoughts with others. Otherwise, you, then you really can't get mad if people vote different than what you think or stuff. But most of mine don't really, like most of, like even what I just said, it doesn't really fall towards a party line or towards a, a, a topic. I, I more try to lean under the uh, guide that of just empathy. Like even with politicians, like I think most politicians, both Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian, I think most people are good people. That's just my personal belief. I think most people want to do good. So I tend to just have the attitude that that I probably don't understand something that's happening on the deeper scale. I probably don't get, I mean, you know, even a lot of the, you know, and, and we've all heard this, like, you know, a lot of the bills and stuff get passed. Both sides do this. So I'm not calling out one side or the other. They'll tax so right. much other crap in those bills that a lot of times it's not even the main issue that people are fighting about. It's all the side stuff in there that people are trying to sneak into bills and stuff. And again, you know, it's kind of, again, in me, it's kind of like a marriage, like you, you give and take and you make compromises. And that's what a lot of these bills and stuff are, but only it's compromises dealing with hundreds of issues besides just the main one, because everyone's trying to get their input in on a bill or get their thing taken care of that they're passionate about. But again, at the end of the day, I just try to remember that, 
at least for me, I believe, you know, this is just my beliefs that most people are good. Most people are trying to do what's best for their kids, their families, the future of their country. I don't think most people are in politics trying to ruin everybody's lives. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense to me to think that way. It just doesn't seem true that that would be true to me. So I just err on the side of instead of bickering or fighting myself or instead of allowing myself, like you're saying, politicians arguing with each other and stuff, instead of allowing myself to to join that narrative and then get mad at one side or the other or even all politicians because all they do is fight and bicker, I just always try to think, well, what if it was me in their shoes? Which sounds simple, but I mean to really stop and think about that, like to really think like, well, what if I was the politician and what if I had these beliefs that I was fighting for and these people that voted me in that relied on me? And and again, so then it just kind of helps me start to, again, just have a little bit of empathy. Uh, you know, again, so a lot of times my politics stuff is not based on any topics or issues. Uh, it's more just... I don't want to see more division caused by the division that's already in politics, if that makes sense. I don't know if I explained yeah, that no, good or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you made some really valid points. I mean, the, the, the thing with me with politics is just like similar to what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, I think, like you said, I think everybody's intention at the end of the day is ultimately based on something good right like i don't think anybody's sitting in a position of power or of you know or like you said are are proposing a bill i don't think they're sitting in a position because they want to harm people right or they want to fuck over you know you know john or you know what i mean like you know i don't think that's what it is like you said i think they've got these you know everybody has these propositions these bills these ideas these things you know what I mean? And then, then they are purposely, you know, like you said, trying to pass them, trying to push them through, whether you are, you know, the main, ha- you know, you know, main bill or the main thing being voted on, you know what I mean? Or like you said, you're a bunch of these smaller, you know, tiny little sub things, you know, you know, that are, that are also thrown into, you know, the, the mix trying to be, you know, trying to get passed as well. I mean, you know, the, the truth is, is, you know, it's no secret, right? Like, like every bill or every big topic that gets passed that the general news and everybody else, you know, focuses on, you know what I mean? advertising about we already know there's a there's a a string or a list of additional smaller things you mean you know attacked into there you know what i mean so again you know it's always a give or take system you know i mean like you said exactly it's like a marriage you mean you know you you know there's gonna be sacrifices made by some you mean there's gonna be gains made by some you mean and then you know it's it's always a game so the difference is is you know normally in in most marriages not every marriage but in most marriage you know it's it's two people you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a lot easier, you know, mean, to hash something out, you know, for the most part, you know what I mean? But, you know, imagine scaling that, you know, times, you know, I don't even know how many, you know, how many people are in there now, but, you know, a whole house of representatives, then a whole Senate. I mean, you know, you know, then you've got, you know, multiple people in power above those, you know, to also, you know, you know, that hold more, you know, more weight, you know, it's, it's near impossible. I mean, you know, the chances of you getting everybody to agree on one specific thing at all times is just, you know, insane, you know? So again, I just, me personally, and I, I mean, and again, kind of like what Hokai says, you know, I don't really see it all as a matter of malice as much as a matter of greed. Now, again, I, I don't want to get into a huge debate or argument about it, but it really depends on who you ask. You know, if you would have asked me, I'm going to say 
five years ago, right? If you would have asked me five years ago, you know, freshman year or not freshman year, that'd have been a senior year, but whatever, I was in college and you would have asked me then I would have instantly told you right away. I would have said, I don't vote. I don't care about the politics. I don't care whatsoever. And my hardcore reasoning was, is because I believed it did not matter. And what I mean by that is, is I just thought the government's full of greed. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do. They don't care about the people. Do you know what I mean? You know, the rich are going to keep on getting rich. You know, the poor are just going to continue being poor. You know what I mean? And then the poor are eventually going to get free stuff, depending on who gets into the thing. It's just like, you know, the middle class person, which is where I was. I just felt like, ah, we're just being fucked. We're going to continue being, you know, being screwed over to, you know, forever. And it doesn't really matter what happens. Right. Like that was my mindset. It wasn't until later on in life, you know, married and kid, you know, for me to really think about, you know, and have several conversations with with elderly people and older generation and talk to them and just really try to figure out, you know, why should a person be doing this? You know, why should I be working, worried about politics? Why should I be looking to vote? You know, and, and again, once I really dove deep into it, you know what I mean? And I realized like, okay, so the only way that I personally can try to make something change for something that I believe in is to vote. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, whether or not, you know, like I, my vote's really going to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? That's not necessarily, you know, the ploy, you know, you know, the, the, the whole thing is, is I'm standing up for something that I believe in. So that's where my vote comes into play. I mean, you know, you know, versus it being more, you know, my vote, you know, changes the, you know, is the, you know, alt, you know, the decision altering vote, you know, again, probably not, or I'm not saying it's not, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. again, I just, I don't know. I, I try to, I try to look at it more on that angle than I did back in the day. I know people, you know, still, you know, still look at it as the angle that I did five years ago, you know, but again, I'm, I'm making strides, you know what I mean? And, and as I learn more, you know, as I'm married, you know, as I, you know, make more money, as I'm doing YouTube, you know, as I'm doing these other things, you know, I'm starting to, you know, really dive in and, you know, and, and especially when my son starts getting into school, you know, I don't, I haven't partaken in anything with city. You know what I mean? You know, city stuff, you know what I mean? You know, and, and, you know, as he starts getting into school, you know, I mean, I hear about other employees, you know, at my work, you know, that's got three kids, you know what I mean? And they're, you know, middle school, high school, you know, and, you know, in elementary, you know what I mean? And they're, they're like, I mean, they're, they're voting on stuff all the time for the school. You mean, you know I mean? You know, you know, like, you know, stuff in the school districts, you know, different times, different things, you know, and, and all I'm thinking about is like, wait, you concern yourself with this shit, you know what I'm saying? But, but again, I mean, it's, it makes sense because it affects them. You know what I mean? It directly, it, you mean it directly affects them. So they're, they're bringing that up. They're involved in it. They're voting on it. And that's a new chapter for me. You know what I mean? You know, you know, when my, you know, my son goes to daycare right now, she's got, she just asked my wife the other day, we went and picked him up after work. And, uh, you know, she asked him, she had three moms, you know what I mean? You know, come to her and complain. Two of them took her kid, you know, out of that daycare and brought him somewhere else. And, and she was basically asked my wife, she's like, she's like, do you think that I close too much? I mean, you know, or do you think that I do this too much? You know what I mean? And, and the truth of the matter is she has closed, you know, quite a bit of times, you know what I mean? Like during this entire year, right. That we've had our child there. It's our first child. We don't know. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? But it's stuff like that, that now I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I guess that does actually make sense. You know what I mean? Like maybe I should, you know, maybe we should actually pay attention to some of the stuff that actually, you know, could be directly affecting us without us directly knowing it's affecting us. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, it makes sense. And, and just to kind of echo on, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to dive into really all the, the local stuff and all that, uh, but just kind of taking one step back to Hokage, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hokage, like you said, I mean, uh, you know, you view it all as a matter of greed. See, 
that's where I think I differ a bit from most people is is I think most people do have that type of ideology towards our politics and stuff. I actually very much disagree with that. Um, I think that it's always the same in everything. It's a couple bad apples. Like, are there greedy politicians? Absolutely. But what percentage? Do you really believe 80% of our politicians are greedy? Do you really think it's, I mean, and maybe you do. I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying for me, like, do you think it's really 50%? I'm more err on the side that that I think that number is actually pretty small. I think most people that are greedy politicians don't stay in politics very long. They probably get voted out by their constituents. They probably get caught out. You see stories come out of crazy shit with politicians, scam and stuff. Uh, I actually think that number is quite small. What that number is, I don't know. Maybe it's 5%. Maybe it's even 10%. But even at 10% or even at 20%, that means eight out of the ten people are are good people trying to do what's what's good in politics, uh, and again, so I'm more default towards that. I don't think I'm naive, like you know, some people say, "Oh, you're just naive," you know, you don't realize all the corruption and everything. I just, I just don't think. I think of it again. I try to always break everything down pretty basic, and I think about my own personal life, and I think about all the people I've met in my life, and how many of those people would I say were actually bad people. And the number's not very high. Like, there's definitely some people in my life that I'm like, ooh, that's a bad motherfucker. Like, and I don't mean bad motherfuckers and like, oh, that's one badass motherfucker. I mean, like, that person's a little fucked up in the head, like, type. You know what I mean? Like, like that person's right. only out for themselves. They don't care about anybody else. They're greedy as a motherfucker. They'll, they'll, you know, sell, they'll sell their own brother out. You know, like, what, you know, whatever those sayings are that we have about those type of people. But it's not that many people. Out of all the people I've met in my life, most people tend to be kind-hearted, tend to care about other people. I've done a lot, you know, even I've done a lot of solo traveling in my life, and I think that's what opened me up to that, is I've gone to so many different places in this in this country. And it's just amazing to me when you're solo, like when you're just out there by yourself and you don't know people, like just how friendly and stuff people can be and how, so I don't know. Again, maybe I'm naive, but that's just... I just don't think that's most most of our politicians. I think most are trying to do good. I think most people like to protect what they have. I think most, you know, which are common human whatever. I think people, you know, I think we all forget, even if we're good people, we have instances where we forget that everybody being raised up helps everybody. You know, we get too concerned with what's ours, you know, and not wanting to lose ours. Um, you know, I'm also... Uh, definitely privileged as a white male in America, um, you know, so, so I, you know, but I can only offer my opinion and my opinion just is, I don't think most people are out to get other people. Uh, I just think, I think a lot of it's just fear. People are afraid to lose what's theirs. People are afraid that if things change too much, it won't be the same as it's always been. If they have it good, obviously you don't want the good to end for you. Um, and that's hard. I mean, I think some things do need to change and stuff. And, and I'm not saying that those are right attitudes to have, but I think we quickly forget that while we're pointing, you know, it's, it's the old saying, while we're pointing the finger at the other person, we got three fingers pointing back at ourselves. We're so quick to say, oh, that person, you know, is being greedy with, with the resources that he has here in the United States. But we forget, like, most of us don't go out and give all of our shit away either. Like... <laughs> what we do have like most of us don't want to give up our shit either like we forget that we're the same way we're human also uh and we forget that these yep. people are human also and so at the end of the day i realize like people make mistakes um people will always make everybody, mistakes everybody has those days and uh if we if we 
if we focus on all of humans' mistakes, um, we're only always going to get to a place where we all hate each other because we all fucking suck at times. <laughs> I don't That's know. True. And I'll end it with there. America. America. <laughs> Spider says in the chat. Fly those flags, boys. <laughs> exactly. Are we ready to shift topics? Because I got some really good. Yeah, yeah. Really that's good, that's uh, our that's our politics for the night, unless something else interesting comes up. But but NDNW wanted to keep asking, so I, I felt we should uh, throw it out there, whatever. Um, Perfect. All right. So what do you have next on the docket for us there, Mr. Codations? All right, so 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 here's this is probably pretty much just for me. If anybody else in the chat has anything else to add to it, that's perfect. They can also do that. Um, but uh, all right, so D, fill me in a little bit here on your on just a quick synopsis. Um, you're for sure into Bitcoin. I'm a. I know. I think you're also into stocks and stuff. You know, do you do you do any day trading stuff? Are you all in long term investments? Do you, um, you know, pretty much just give me a synopsis of kind of your your play. I mean, what do you what do you what are you invested in, and what are what are things that you kind of keep an eye on? don't know where to go with it or what uh no it's just it's a very i mean i i know i i i'm hearing your intention behind the question but it's a very broad question uh a very broad finance question uh so, so let me down, so then how about this break down break break it down get get rid of some of the broadness of it and trim it down let me give you something here's the thing I am coming into this completely blindsided besides talking to a couple coworkers and family members on investing, um, how to learn to start investing. What are some things that you, you know, that sort of sort of thing. And then just, but so, so that's not what I want to know right now. What I want to know is I just want to just, whoever's listening out there who doesn't know you, doesn't know me. I mean, you know, you're invested, right? I mean, that's the thing you're invested. I know you're, you got Bitcoin. I know you're into that thing, but where does that extend for you? Are you, are you, are you, do you do that sort of thing? Or is it just uh, you invested a long time ago? You don't really do any more of it now. Do you day trade? Do you not day trade? What, what's your kind of status on that? Sure. Sure. Um, so first off, let me say, I think, I think what most people fail when they first start getting into to finance stuff, specifically investing, most people get interested in investing because they hear of a bunch of people making a bunch of money. Um, is that true? Sure. Yeah. There's lots of people that make tons of money in investing. Uh, however, uh, it always comes up when something crazy is happening. So for example, right now I have lots of friends that are always, because you're, let me start by saying this. Yes, I'm, I'm invested in Bitcoin. I've been invested in Bitcoin for a while. I still actively invest in Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, Personally, I, I have the belief that it's going to continue to rise. To what that number is, I don't know. I'll be honest, the number that's in my head is a million dollars per Bitcoin. I I have that belief. That's my studying cryptocurrency, studying what they are, what Bitcoin is. My belief is that eventually, whether that's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, or even 50 years down the road, when I'm already said and done with my investment and don't matter anymore, I just believe that 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 Bitcoin becomes the world's I don't want to say currency, but the world's way of holding wealth. So so we may still trade, for example, there's talks that the United States is going to do their own digital currency based off the United States dollar. Uh, so we would go to digital payments in the United States, but it would still be based in in United States currency 
whatever, however they decide to do that coin. Uh, but you have tons of different governments in the world. They're all nobody's. They're not all going to want to deal with a currency that is controlled by another government. Bitcoin solves that issue. It's not controlled by anybody. It's it's controlled by the Bitcoin network, which is which is everybody that's part of Bitcoin that that's part of the network that joins in, whether they mine, whether they run nodes for Bitcoin, whatever. Um, so it's just gonna, in my opinion, be a way to store wealth. Does eventually do we do payments and stuff in Bitcoin? Yeah, that that's absolutely a possibility. Um, but I think first and foremost, it's it's the ledger that's going to hold all the other ledgers. So all the other cryptocurrencies that come out, all the other methods they come up with for doing payments over the internet instantaneously, there might be coins that come out that do it better. Like everybody always thinks, oh, Bitcoin's first generation. It's going to lose to another coin. Probably not, in my opinion. This is These are my beliefs. It's probably just going to become like gold. It's where people hold their wealth. And then if they need it to go into another currency for whatever, that'll all be done on the back end by computers. You won't even know that's happening. You'll have basically your checking account or your savings account, which will be Bitcoin wallet. Uh, whether that's you hold the wallet yourself, like I, like some people do, like some people do, um, or whether you have it on an exchange like Coinbase or or through Robinhood or, or PayPal now lets you buy Bitcoin. Wherever you're holding that, you know, like a traditional bank, you're holding your Bitcoin at a place. Uh, but I do think it becomes the world's wealth holder. Um, okay. So with that said, yes, I'm in Bitcoin. Uh, I do not currently invest as much U.S. currency still into Bitcoin, but I do day trade other cryptocurrencies to okay. with the intent of growing my bitcoin holdings not to grow my u.s cash so i'm not looking at getting more u.s dollars i'm looking at getting more bitcoin so i'm day trading in bitcoin if that makes sense i'm not day trading well, you're, day tra in, you're day trading in other cryptocurrencies but in the with the result of eventually of, of is is my is my bitcoin going up not is my u.s dollars going up when I'm doing Correct. the trades. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes, I also hold stocks. I also do a lot of stock investing. I also, I, I have uh, I have money on Robinhood. I have money in Stash. I have a, a 401k, or not, yeah, I have a 401k that, that I take 10% of my, well, I'm not working right now, but when I was working, 10% of my paycheck came out and went into that. My employee didn't even match that much, but I did 10% anyway. I think they matched 3% or something. Um but I, I I did my 401k maxed out. 10% of my income went into that. I also do a Roth IRA that allows you to invest $6,000 a year into. Uh, I do that through Vanguard. Um, so I use several different services for my uh, stock market trading. Um, but but yes, I am actively invested in the stock market as well. Um, do you day trade with that stuff too or no? I don't day trade in stocks. So so I'm not actually a big day trader. And this is where I was get, kind of circling back to what I think people get confused about is, is they think the stock market, and it's like most things with people, they think it's going to be some kind of get rich quick thing. <laughs> uh, and, right. and if you go into finances first and foremost with the thought of a wealth building tool, uh, you'll be leagues ahead of everybody else doing anything in finance. So what that means is you're not worried per se. It's not the dollar sign that matters. It's not the 
do I have a hundred thousand dollars? Do I have a million dollars? It's what is my wealth? How, what, what is my, um, how do I increase my wealth? What moves do I make? What decisions do I make that, and wealth is a long-term thing. How much your net worth is, is a long-term thing. You could day trade and make a million dollars tomorrow, but then you could day trade the next day and lose half of that. Like, uh, you know, with day trading, there's huge volatility. So wealth is more about how do I grow my net worth over time so that it's constantly going up and never going down. Things like day trading, things like just investing in cryptocurrencies, there might be a lot of upside for the moment, but there could become a huge downside. So wealth is more about, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you invest in cryptocurrencies. Even, you know, years ago when I started, they're like, wow, man, you're, you know, you're really, really, you know, risky. You're, you're a real risky investor. No, I'm actually very risk averse because my concentration is not on making a bunch of money right now. It's on making a bunch of money over the years. Uh, and I say that because so like, so you're right. I am an investor in Bitcoin, but I was an investor in Bitcoin eight years ago. I got into it. I was in, before right. the blow up before like, right. so, so when you're wealth built wealth building, you're trying to find the things, the new technologies, the new companies, at least again, this is my way of doing it that, that I can get in. Like people are like, Oh, you're, you're, you know, it's risky because you invested in Bitcoin. Well, if you know what I invested in Bitcoin <laughs> originally, you probably wouldn't think it's that risky because I really didn't invest a lot in Bitcoin originally because right. it wasn't a lot of money back then. When I invested a lot of money, not invested, but when I invested in Tesla, it wasn't worth as much as Tesla is now. So it wasn't a right. huge risk for me to take a little bit of my dollars and move it towards either test like a company like Tesla or or a, a, a new technology like Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency. It was let me, let me pause a you portion. There. Let me pause you there for Go ahead. Second. You've also told me you've also told me in the past, and you're not the only person who's told me this. But and and by the way, I, I've told other people this from you, and they said it was really really good and well put. But you you talk we we talked about this before in the past, and and your statement is it's not risky anyways from the very beginning it's not risky the moves that you have taken because you're you're taking moves not in the sense of getting rich quick or looking to make a dollar you're getting in you're making moves based upon something that you believe in so or that you that you that you find that's doing something you know I mean you know that you believe in do you know what i mean and so with that being the case you know you made that a point to me forever ago you know what i mean that that it's not so much in the mindset of thinking like, oh, I'm taking this, you know, let's say $100 just for easy numbers. But, you know, I'm taking this $100 and I'm investing it here because I hope to just then flip that to $1,000. No, you're investing in something like Tesla or investing in something like this, you know, company because you believe in that company. You know what I mean? And if you were to happen to lose that $100 or for whatever reason, you know, that $100 didn't turn into $1,000, you're okay with that because you're investing in something that you truly believe in. Is that is that still a thing? Yeah, a hundred percent. I only invest in what I believe in, and uh, right. you know, for the most part. I mean, I do uh, also invest in like an S and P five hundred, you know, which holds a little bit of every stock, just kind of as a um, you know a, a diversification tool, as a way of minimizing. Again, while I'm taking these risky chances, I'm also always trying to minimize my risk, uh, and right. you do that by 
you know, I even own some bonds and stuff, which when the stock market's doing great, like right now, bonds do horrible. You lose money on those. But the financial market has it set up to where if one thing's doing great, another thing might suffer. But then if another thing is suffering, the other thing does great. And they almost set up these checks and balances to kind of protect yourself as you learn about it. Uh, or to, again, to minimize your risk. So there's ways to minimize the risk too. But yes, overall, to answer your question more directly, I invest in what I believe in. Uh, and, and that has worked out for me. I will say, I think for that to work, you have to be a good human being. I, that might sound stupid, but like you have, like, like you have, like there's lots of people out there that don't think Tesla was going to do anything, but they don't care. And I don't mean that they, but I don't know how else to say it. But to me, the, the way I take it is they don't care about the environment. So like what's worked for me is, is like, it's, it's stuff I care about. Yes. But like, it's stuff I feel like everybody should care about, but not everybody does. So if you believe that coal's just fine and you're invested in coal and that's what you believe, like just because you're in, I guess what I'm trying to say is just because you're invested in stuff you believe in, in doesn't mean that it's going to work out for you. Uh, right. What I tend to try to do, like to kind of add on to that, is I try to invest in what I believe in, but I also, but what I believe in is stuff that helps humanity as a whole and not just myself as a single person. Does that make right. sense? So, so I think you have to invest in stuff you believe in, but you also have to look for stuff that will add value to society, uh, whether that's just the United States or whether that's the whole world, but that'll bring value to the whole society, the whole world. Um, and, and that's what I look for personally. And then again, I also had to believe in it. Uh, but I try to stay away from stuff that just, I might think, oh, I believe in it, but I don't see how they're actually going to provide much value. Uh, good value for the whole world if that if that makes sense right 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 and i and i i mean i don't know i mean i guess i mean i get, I get what you're saying i mean for me personally i just think you know the reason why i was asking you this stuff and, and why i wanted to get your take on this is because the the real question or the thing that i wanted to get into a little bit here is just so long story short i ever since i was a kid I'm going to say five or six years old, uh, my parents, you know, got divorced and then my dad got remarried. And so my, basically my step grandpa, right. Or my new grandpa, basically for my stepmom, um, every year he gave us $50 savings bonds, right? Like all growing up. Mm -hmm. Well, if you know anything about savings bonds, they basically, mat they mature, right? So mm -hmm. they get to a point, but then they get to like basically an end of life, like maturity, right? To where like they're, they're completely grown. I mean, you know, there's, they're not getting any money. They're not, there's no interest. There's no nothing. And so basically at the end of the day, you get whatever that final value is on that bond. He bought it for $500. I, I think they were like five years or 10 years or whatever they were, you, yep. know, you know, at the time, I mean, and they matured. Well, I've got a handful of those and they equate up to $500 is what I'm sitting at right now. Right. Yep. So not my money, not my wife's money, not our personal money, nothing, but these $500 in savings bonds. And so what I thought about doing because talking to somebody like you, you know, and again, this could be just an age thing. I don't know if this is an age thing or what this is, but, but I mean, like I've got a couple of coworkers, you know, that I've been um, working with now for over three years. Do you know I mean, you know, I've got a couple of relatives that have been pretty big into it. I, you know, you know, D I met, you know, I met you what 
a year ago. I mean, you know, not even a year ago, probably half a year ago, but whatever. I mean, you know, you know, you're into the thing. I mean, you know, I've been pretty much for whatever reason, I don't know why, but like the past like year, I've been just swarmed and swallowed up by, you know, I mean, by people that I know personally. I mean, you know, that are that are into investing, right? So like whether it's, you know, day, you know, some day trading stuff, whether it's long-term investments, you mean whether it's just, you know, strictly, you know, you know, safe stuff and conservative stuff. You mean, you know, you know, all across the board. And I and I and I find myself more compelled, right? Not in terms of, of you know, my, my goal is not to be, you know, get rich quick scheme, right? Like that's not my goal, right? Like I've talked to several of you guys, I mean, you know, to really, you know, dial that down, right? And be like, hey, you know, it's not all, you know what I mean? It's not all, you know, like you're going to get rich tomorrow. I mean, not saying that that option isn't there running like, you know, day trades and stuff, you know, and crazy things like that. But but it's it's one of those things where that shouldn't be the goal, right? And so so where I'm coming from or my angle that I'm coming from is I got this $500, right? I've talked to a couple of my friends or you know people that I know and a lot of them are pointing me in the direction of of jumping onto a site like, you know, E-Trade or Schwab, you know what I mean, something like that where I can play with things. And so what I mean by that is, is they're talking about, you know, you know, put, you know, just taking something small, like a hundred bucks, you mean, you know, I mean, you know, and throwing it into a site like that. And then, you know, and then, then doing like what you were talking about, where I don't know anything, man, like, you know, I don't, I don't know companies out there. I don't know. I literally am unplugged from anything like that. So, you know, I have to do research. I mean, you know, I'd have to find out, okay, you know, you know, what company, you know, is this, this what do they believe in i mean you know you know you know you know things like that or maybe i pick out some hot topics you know i mean you know or whatever it is i mean you know you know and try to learn right and my my and what i'm learning is basically the fundamentals man like i don't know anything about stocks i don't know anything about investing the only thing i know is people put money in and apparently the stocks go up and down up and down up and down you know what i mean and then you just you know hold on to that stock either forever do you know what i mean or you know if you're looking you know to try to make some sort of money right you you hold on to it i guess until it either rises you know the highest it's ever rose or you know you sell it or you keep it you know whatever it is i don't know but that's the extent that i know man i don't know right. anything else do you mean and 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 here's my goal and, and this is why all of this is spiking up. I'm 27. The wife is 27, right? We have a child. I, me and the wife have both have had 401ks. I've had a 401k pretty much like since pff, like 2008 or nine, right? Like when I was working one of my first ever jobs that they said that I can opt into a, you know, a 401k or like a retirement plan. You know I mean? I've been pretty much putting money into, you know, into those things. Right. You know, and, and so Beyond that, though, I haven't been contributing to anything, you know, you know, to, you know, long term. And so I'm 27 years old, you know what I mean? And sure, I've been accumulating, you know, I mean, you know, especially at my job now, you mean, you know, I've been putting in, you know, um, what is it, 5% or something? I know you're putting in 10, but like I put in 5%, my company puts in 5%, you mean, it's what their match is, you know, so a 10% is going into my account, you mean, and, and that's great, but I want more in the sense of, you know, retirement. You know I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I want to be able to hit that age, you know I mean, and not be stuck. I mean, you know, you know, you know, it's not that I want to hit that age and be a millionaire, but you know what I mean? But you know, that's kind of my goal. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's kind of like why I'm wanting to try to get into some of this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not looking to get rich quick. I'm looking to actually get into it, get my feet wet, learn about it. You mean, you know what I mean? You know, you know, and try to then do kind of what you do or other people do. You mean where I can then make some of those decisions, you know, find some companies I believe in that I, that, you know, that, that I really like what they're doing and then, you know, move some investing in, you know, into that, yep. into those companies and then hopefully profiting a little bit. I mean, that's kind of, 
you know, the last thing on my mind, but that's the, that's the whole point of this in the long run, I guess, but I don't know. So let me, okay. So, so, so I, we probably lost most people in uh chat <laughs> getting into finances, which is unfortunate oh, yeah. because most of the people that hang out in our chats are probably pretty young kids. And if you get this stuff at an early age, my God, how fucking the one thing, everybody that starts getting into this stuff, the more they get into it, they're, they all have the same wish that they would have found out this stuff sooner. <laughs> right. So right. just saying, uh, okay. But anyways, dive in. So let me say two things, or let me do two things. First off, let me give you a piece of advice. If it was me, I would take the $500 and I would invest it in whatever company you want to invest in. Open up an account. I would not do E-Trade or anything. I would just use Robinhood. It's free to trade with Robinhood. There's no reason not to. Um, open up Robinhood. Buy some stocks that you like. You can buy half shares and stuff. So even if, like, let's say an Apple shares $1,500 a share and you don't have that, you can buy uh, $10 worth of Apple. Whatever. Just buy whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Don't think about it. Just like how you started YouTube, you're going to make mistakes. Don't worry about it. Think of it this way. That $500, if you lose every bit of it, will be way, worth way more than more more to you. Uh, than any college education in finance will give you. So just go in it with the with the idea that you're going to lose this $500 and don't give two shits. Buy whatever you want. If it goes down, cool. If it goes up, cool. Doesn't matter. Because what happens is the moment you decide to do it and you start doing it and you start putting some of your money on the line, it will force you. You won't even be able to not to. <laughs> It'll force you to start looking up more information about it. Just like you're getting curious now. It'll just heighten that curiosity. It'll force you because you'll know you have $500 on the line. Uh, in finance world, we call it skin in the game. You'll have skin in the game, and it'll force you to start looking at stuff. It'll force you to start l trying to learn more. If you lose every, 500, every bit of that $500, that's awesome. That would be the best thing that could happen to you because you will learn a shit ton about the stock market a shit ton and it'll be the 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 five hundred dollars be worth all the training that you'll receive from that so don't even think about it don't even worry about it just fucking do it like just fucking do it that would be my first advice okay number two <clears throat> uh, so number two why don't i i think what might help is let me explain how i set up my life and my finances and maybe that'll kind of paint the picture of of the goal so, so with me, the goal, the reason that I'm worried about wealth and not finances, not money value is, is I'm worried about, okay, like, okay, first off, I'm worried about my time over money. Okay. I don't care if I have a million dollars. I don't care if I have a hundred dollars is my time, my time. That's my first concern over anything else. Okay. Is, is, is what I'm doing, what I want to be doing. Am I happy doing what I'm doing? If the answers are yes, overall, obviously there's going to be things in life that you got to do just being an adult and shit, taking care of family. Maybe you don't want to take care of your kid that day. You still got to fucking do it. But overall, <laughs> am, is, am I at least going in the direction I want to be going to achieve the goals I wanted to get to, to whatever. So that's my first thought. So then, so then what that does for me is that turns money to this. How can it help me have more of my time? How can I build wealth so that I'm not 
paying somebody else to where then I'm losing my time because I have to do things that I don't want to do to pay those people back. So how do you get there? Money. (laughs) Money gets you there. But with that thought as your thought, it kind of helps lead you into, in my opinion, how you should set up your finances. So first things first, I don't have car payments. I don't have credit cards debt. I have credit cards, but I don't, I don't carry credit card debt because all of that takes money away from me because I'm paying interest to somebody else. And right. then because I'm beholden to having some kind of monthly payment that then says that I can't do what I, I got to make enough money to pay all these bills. So first and foremost, to me, comes with I, I'm okay with driving a five-year-old car. I'm okay with not having the newest everything. Some things I like having the newest stuff, but it, it just makes you start becoming more conscious of where your money's going out at. Then the second thing is, so if I don't want to borrow money from people, then what do I need to do? I need to have enough cash that if I that if one of my cars dies, one of my cars needs repaired, we have cash in a savings account that I can access to pay for that and then build back up. So I'm basically, I have my own credit card. I have my own, li- my own credit line. That's just, mm-hmm. it's just a savings in a bank that I can pull money from. A lot of times what people call this in the finance world is kind of an emergency fund. Typically right. what most people recommend is having a, uh, I, everybody varies i'll tell you i'll just tell you mine and again none of this is financial advice i have to say this stuff to none of this is what you should do this is just what i do so 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 my emergency fund covers one year of living expenses which means if me and my wife both lost our jobs we could live off of this savings account for one year and pay all of our monthly payments that doesn't mean we have, you know, $200,000 in a uh, 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 savings account. It means that we keep our monthly expenses low enough. And, yeah, we get extra money that comes in and we do stuff with that. But we keep the core requirements of money going out small enough that then there's never a huge issue if we were to lose our jobs. We're not beholden to have to worry about making each $100,000 a year we could both make $30,000 a year and still at least pay our bills at the bare minimum because we keep our bills low. And I think that's the start to building wealth. It's not, you know, everybody gets like the, like, you know, you'll hear a lot of financial gurus say things like, Oh, you know, give up that, that cup of that $5 cup of coffee at Starbucks. Like, and then you'll become rich. Like, like, no, it doesn't. But, but, but the, 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 uh, I don't want to say the guideline, the, the, the thought behind it works. What they're really saying is be careful spending your fucking money. (laughs) Don't just be spending all your fucking money. You got to put some of it away for shit. 
So first step, building a one-year expenses. So then you say, okay. But then what that allow, what people don't realize is, is, is that one-year expenses, yes, it helps you if you both lose your jobs. But the truth is, there's probably not – I mean, again, I don't know that your wife works or does work or whatnot. But most in most households, both people are working. There's probably not going to be a time that both of you lose your job at the same exact time, that neither of you are working, and that you have to access all that fully. But it's it, it gives you that peace of mind so that you're not, you're not then worried about it. But then what that fund does allow you to do is, again – it allows you to give yourself loans. You gotta, you gotta be whatever enough to. Spider says, "Hey, Derek, I'm gonna head out. All right, Spider, have a good night." You have to be uh, committed enough that you pay back the loan to yourself, and you can even charge yes. yourself that interest. So, what me and the wife will do is maybe we'll pull, like maybe we'll want to buy, maybe I want to buy a new gaming PC for three thousand dollars. I'll pull that out. I'll charge myself five percent interest. So I'll, you know, or let's just to make it easy, I'll charge myself 10% interest, which means instead of I pulled out 3,000, I'll put back in 3,300, an extra $300. And I'm, then you're not paying somebody else to borrow the money. It gets you free of all the debt. Debt sucks money dry from people, especially like the only, I would say the only debt to me nowadays that makes sense would be like a house loan. Uh, the, the, it's pretty low. Um, you know, the interest rates are, are pretty fucking low. You really can't, you can normally make more out of the stock market than what you're paying in an interest loan to a house. Uh, so it makes sense. But most car loans, most, uh, cr- especially credit cards where you're talking like 25, 30% AP, APR, you know, fi- uh, you know, yep. interest rates and stuff. If you could give those to yourself when you need them, have that, that, that saves you a ton of money. And again, even if you're only then charging yourself like a 5% interest rate, you're then making money on your money to yourself. Right, but what it but right, but what right, but but you're talking to somebody who doesn't have that. I Correct. Mean, the credit so that's thing. right. Doesn't so that's have, doesn't have the car loans. Doesn't you know what I mean? But but awesome. instead of but instead of <laughs> but instead of investing additional money you're talking to somebody who has had a savings account who is relying on the bank to put no nothing in there do you know what i mean like like it's it's accruing interest but nothing's happening you know what i mean like i mean it Mm -hmm. is what it is you know what i'm saying it's not it's not doing anything for me and that's i mean and that's and that's the situation that i'm in you know what i mean it's more or less like one of those things where but you know but that's right right but that i have zero direction yes but that's correct your emergency fund's not going to make any money. That's not what it's for. So my the now it can make some. Like you should have your savings in a high yield savings account. So like for example, I use American Express. So I make right now it's not high, but it's better than banks. Banks will give you like 0.02% interest or something. Uh high yield saving rates they can range like right now mine's at point point five percent um, you know, 0.50, but sometimes it can be like 1.8%, uh, which is again, not high, but it could be, you know, on, on a $10,000, that could be $180, you know, a month or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's way more than what you're going to get at a bank. So I mean, right, right, right. So, so you should have it in there, but, but it's not, it's not for investing. It's for giving yourself loans, which saves you a ton of money because you're not paying interest out to somebody else. And it's there in case of an emergency, be, so that you then don't have to go into your investments because that's where the wealth comes from. You don't – the moment you have to sell investments to pay for stuff, then, okay, let's say you made $100 on a stock. 
The moment you pull it out, you now got to pay capital gains tax on that. 42%. So you made 100 bucks, you're left with 56, 58 or whatever. And I mean there's deduction stuff, but you know like you you pay capital gains tax on any income. Right. So you're immediately losing let's just say, you know, to make it easy and it's not this much, but 50%. So whatever you make, the moment you sell it, then you got to pay a 50% tax on that to the government. So the object is not to touch your investments for years and years and years and instead borrow off of the investments. So you use your wealth as a way to get money without actually tapping into your money. That's what the rich do. They're not they're using other people's money. When you turn around and you have a million dollars in assets, your your net worth is you're a millionaire. It's no longer that hard to get people to give you money. It just isn't. People give you money left and right for business people and every like you want you want to go open a car wash you're like oh i'm a millionaire i'm gonna open these car washes you'll find an investor that'll give you a loan for two three percent by meanwhile you're making on average eight percent you know what i mean like that's just how it is so so again the that beginning part is about making it so that you don't have to then touch your investments because what most people do is they start investing they don't have any savings they don't have any other money they're just taking their money that they do have saved and they're moving that to investments then the problem is the first time they have a car issue or any other kind of issue, they got to pull all that money out. They got to pay capital gains tax, which they don't right away. So then at the end of the year, when it all hits, they owe a bunch of money to the government. And then they're like, oh, fuck. So again, right. it, it's about not touching that. So, so you want to have that. So if you, like, I don't know what your savings right now looks like. I'm, a, I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't cover one year of expenses. Meaning no, you tally no. up how much money you're required to send out every single month to people. Right. Whether that's a house loan, car loans, credit card debt, you know, whatever you have that goes out, you got to sit down, figure that out, and then times that by 12, and that's what you need to have in a high-yield savings account. Now, to get there, that doesn't mean you can't start off investing. So but so then the next step is, so like when, when me and my wife started and really got into this, the next step was, okay, how much money can we put away? We figured out this is how much goes out every month. So it's the old age-old classic of, everybody hates the word, a budget. <laughs> right. You right. got to sit down and, and come up with a budget. How much money do we have going out every month? How much money are we bringing in? What's left over? If the answer is zero, everything's going out, then you got to start with how can we reduce expenses? Okay, then so so, but then you get to that point. Whether that's to start, whether that's five percent of your income, ten percent of your income, you know, all the way up to you know, I recommend twenty percent personally. We save twenty percent of what we bring in goes into, and then that twenty percent gets split. Ten percent goes into savings. Ten percent goes into investments. And then when you go to investments, it goes to like I said. Most of your money to start going into investments should go into an ETF fund, like an S&P 500 ETF, which just, it's a fund that you buy that then hold, like, let's say you put in $100, it takes that $100 and it gives you a little bit of all the top 500 stocks in the S&P 500. So it splits that up automatically for you into the top 500 companies. On average, if you just hold an S&P 500 ETF, you're going to make 8% per year on your money. That's the average. Every year, 8% you make. Then, as you're building that up, so once, so that's the best way to start. 
This will take you years, by the way, just to do that right there. Okay. To, to then, so you're doing that. You're taking your income. You're dividing it. You know, whatever you're investing per month, you're dividing it in half. You're putting half in your savings to build up to that one year expenses. You're putting half into an S and P 500 ETF, and that's all. That's it. It's that simple. You're done. There is no risky. There is no buying single stocks. There is no. There's just that. So then your money's making eight percent, and then you're making you know whatever you're getting for high yield savings. I had to sneeze. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so then once you do that, and I know this is a lot, man, but you know this is I'm just this is this is the way that it works for me. Like this is the way to do it. There's no other way, in my opinion. You can get lucky right. in day trade and stuff, but this is the way to build wealth, in my opinion. So yeah, no, and it, no, no, it, it's very informational. Like I said, and, I mean, I'm learning a lot just by by listening to you, and I've already I've already picked up on a lot of a lot of things. So yeah. yeah. So then. And actually, to start, I say invest in an S&P 500. You should get a Roth IRA that you can contribute a max of 6000 a year uh, because you get tax advantages for that. And then you can just invest that Roth IRA in an ETF fund on the S&P 500. I use Vanguard. Um, so anyways, so, so after you do that, so then what you're going to wait for, you're going to do that until you get to the point where you have one-year expenses in a savings account. Once you do that, you keep saving the money the other half that you were saving for your savings, but you now put that into your stock account, but you don't buy anything at all. That money can then become, in my opinion, what could become your free money to play around with. And you might adjust it. You might decide, you know what? I want to stay safe. Like you can kind of decide your own risk profile. So you can decide, I want to stay super safe. So now that we have one year expenses, you know, let's say, you know, let's say you were saving 10%. So now I have 5% from that savings that I'm saving out of every paycheck. I'm going to put another 2.5 of that into the into the ETF S&P, max out my Roth IRA. That's a great way to start. Then you take that other 2.5% and you invest it in companies you believe in or whatever. Uh and and that in my opinion is is the way to do it. That is the Now there's a lot of financial advisors out there and stuff that'll say first and foremost, you should pay off all debt you have first before you even start investing. Uh you should pay off like or even start a savings account. You should just Pay off any interest you owe. So credit cards, you know, especially. Any credit card debt, pay that off. School loans, pay those off. Then do everything I said. And actually, then they say build up your one-year um, your one-year emergency fund first, then invest. I just think then people get bored and it doesn't really work that well. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like, are you going to be losing some money by not paying off high interest stuff first? Absolutely. You're not going to make enough in the investments probably uh, unless you get lucky in day trading, um, which is it's very gambly, I will say. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be losing money that you're paying in interest. So the, the, they, the correct option is pay off all your interest as quick as possible. For me, that didn't work. It was just too boring. Like, yeah, I got debt. I'll pay it off, but I don't want to just pay off debt. I want to invest some. I want to save money and not like, so it was a mixture of, of the method that I explained to you is what worked best for me. And, and I got to say, I think it's the best option. So do you think, um, by the way, you can reach out to Hokage. Real quick, Hokage says, anyways, it's getting a little late. I'm going to head out. All right, Hokage. Sorry if I, you know, I know you like anime, but I, I we've talked about anime the last couple of streams. I'm over anime. <laughs> anyways, continue. But have a good night, Hokage. Uh, Love you, man. So, so, so my question is, though, is, okay, so do you think that um, 
if a person was to wait until all of those things are accomplished and achieved and all debt is paid off, do you think that it would be too late then potentially for some people, depending on their age, to then start doing the investments and everything before you know they get no, to it's never No, it's never too late. Never, ever. Again, this is about building wealth. So it's never too late to build wealth. Uh, there are huge benefits to starting the the earlier you start, what's called compounded interest. And actually, I pulled this up. So let me kind of let me go through this thing here. Uh, and this is this was this was one of like the first things that taught me about the power of compounded interest. And this is why if you're super young and you're listening to this, this is why getting started really early, like not maxing out credit cards when you're young, not doing all the stupid stuff that most of us do. And even when you're sitting here hearing this and in and, and another year, you'll hit that age and then you'll do it anyways. But if you can actually control yourself and not, this is the power of what he's like, where he says, is it too late? So let's say, so there's this thing, this, I read this a long time ago. This isn't my thing, um, but it's, would you bet 10 cents on a game of golf? So it says, let me give you an example to illustrate the power of compounding. Uh, let's say we played a game of golf and we made a friendly bet of 10 cent on the first hole with the bet doubling on each hole. Would you take on this bet? Like if I was like, Hey, Kodesh. Yeah. Like if I was like, Hey, Kodesh, let's do a friendly bet. We'll bet 10 cents, uh, you know, 10 cents on the first hole and we'll double it every hole. So the next hole will be 20 cents. Then the next hole will be 40 cents, you know, just a friendly game, you know, not too expensive of a, of a bet or whatever, you know, would you be down to do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you were familiar with the game of golf, you would know that there's only 18 holes. So how much can the bet be on the 18th hole? Well, let's see how the bet increases on the first nine holes. So as I said, hole one, we bet 10 cents. Hole two, right. 20 cents. Hole three, 40 cents. Hole four, 80 cents. $1.60, $3.20, and $12.80. Hole nine, $25.60. So now at the ninth hole, the bet is $25.60. We are already halfway there. So how much could it be on the 18th hole? $100, $300, $500? Let's go on. Hole 10, $51.20. Hole 11, $102.40. 12, $204.80. 13, $409.60. $14, $819.20. 15, $1,638. Hole 16, $3,276. Hole 17, $6,553. Hole 18, $13,107. As you can see on the 18th hole, the bet becomes a whopping $13,107. When given enough time, the power of compounding can turn very small amounts of money into huge sums. Uh, so when it reaches that, that so when it reaches, <laughs> when it reaches that critical point, the growth becomes exponential. So that's why when you start early and you can actually not touch that investment, uh, it can pay off huge for you in the long run. Um, right. because of that, just compounding because the first year you invest, let's say maybe you, you get a thousand dollars in the stock market and let's say you make a hundred dollars. Well, then the next year you put in another $1,000, but then you're also going to make interest that second year on that $1,000 you just put in plus the $1,100 you have from the first year. Then the third year, you're going to make, you're going to put in another $1,000 and then you're going to make interest on that $1,000, but then you're also going to make interest on that $2,300 from the first two years. So every year you're, you're adding to your principal, which then gives you more when even though you're not increasing how much you're saving 
your increase in your total principal, your total wealth, which then that percentage adds on to that at the end of every year. Does that make sense? Does that yeah, no, do you I get totally, what's yeah, going I totally on? Get it. Yeah. Alex says, then a crash happened. Back to 10 cents. Oh, that's true. Crashes <laughs> happen in the stock market. But thus far, the stock market's been in existence for how long? Let's see. How long has the stock market been in existence? 1792. Thus far, even with losses, years where it's lost half percent or half, not half, 50% of its value. Huge crashes, like the Great Depression and stuff. If you still just take the time in the market, the average, if you just invest in the S&P 500, is 8% a year. So it always comes back thus far. Is there a day when it doesn't? Yes. But that fear, in my opinion, is kind of, and I know you're just saying a joke, Alex, but just for people listening and stuff, to me, that fear never makes sense because, again, I always break things down to uh, what's called first principle thinking. I always go back to first principle thinking, which means take it back to the basics as far as you can. If the whole stock market completely crashed to the point where it could no longer longer recover and it completely ended, what would that mean? That would mean the entire United States economy has collapsed completely, not just a depression or a recession, but completely, which would mean any amount of money you have doesn't mean anything anyways anymore. So it really doesn't matter that you lost it all at that point, if that actually was to happen. Because you, way, you're, nobody's going to accept your money no matter what you have. Correct. And then anybody that's listening thinks that they at that point they'd say, oh, I just go to the bank and get my money. Nope. Banks are locked up. There is no money. Even if you could, you have issues like we've seen it with other countries, uh, like right now, Venezuela. These people got wheelbarrows full of cash and they can't even buy a banana with it. Like the money just money is only it's built on trust. That's all it is. Money is just trust in a society. So the moment that trust ends, uh, it's no longer worth anything. So it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have five billion dollars or or a hundred dollars, like you're it, it no longer be you're talking about complete anarchy at that point. You're talking about going back into like the dark ages, um, which could it happen? Sure, I guess there's a very, very small chance, but again, at that point, if that did happen, whether you lost all your money or not, isn't gonna matter, even if you didn't lose it all and you somehow cashed out at the exact right moment. Nobody else gives a fuck about that currency anymore, so it's still not gonna do you any good to have. $50 million in United States currency when the United States currency just doesn't have trust behind it anymore. Right. Exactly. At that point, then my woodworking skill becomes into play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Your skills of, can you hunt and get food for people to barter and trade for other shit? Like that's true though. Like it goes back to that, like bartering and trading. That's what it right. like. If I currency instant, fails, I instantly become, I instantly become uh, you know, the bow smith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. And that's what would happen is the the skills that take priority to survival will be the most important for bartering. Right. Exactly. That's why secretly I've been, you know, throwing axes in my backyard and, you know, taking hunting excursions in the woods on my on my free time. <laughs> so then that way I learn how to build camps and stuff, you know, and set booby traps for people so I can capture humans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going. I mean, if you got to become a cannibal, dude, that's on you. This stream does not condone cannibalism. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not becoming a cannibal. It's just, you know, p other people have items and it then becomes a, a you know, 
Rust in real life. World out there. Rust in real life. (laughs) Exactly. It instantly becomes, you know, how can I capture somebody without, you know, decapitating them, but then yet still allow me to search their their bags and pockets and (laughs) shit. Yeah, I don't actually if if it really went back to that, you actually probably would consider killing them because then you got the fear of if you let them go, what are they going to come back and do to you since you took all their stuff? <laughs> That's what I said. Shit gets crazy if it actually goes to that. So I don't think we yeah. go there, but who knows? I mean, again, if you look at society, uh, the world as a whole, for the most part, at least in terms of like finances and stuff, things have gotten better for most people over the years. Alex says, yeah, I was kidding, but the important thing is to aim at long time. Exactly. That doesn't mean, but see, here's the thing. When you set yourself up for wealth generation and not get rich quick, eventually what that does is it frees up some of your resources to then start taking some risks. It was nothing for me back when Bitcoin was a couple dollars per Bitcoin to pull $1,000 out of whatever, out of any investments or savings or whatever I had, and invest that into Bitcoin. There was no risk there. I had all this stuff in play. If Bitcoin crashed, I lost my jobs. I got a year's worth of like to live on. I could find a job in a year. Like Plus, I'd collect unemployment for a while before I even got to dip into that, just like right now. I haven't. I mean, I haven't. I've been without a job for about four months. I haven't had to dip into any of my emergency fund because I'm getting unemployment. So, like, there's other. So again, it's it's that when you when you set it up right to begin with, it, that then is what allows you to get to the point where you can take risks, but you're not taking risks that could financially hurt you. Does that make sense? I don't know. And that's so. That's my method. That's that's my way of doing it. That's how I've done it. Uh, you know, I, I personally think, you know, again, some people say you should pay off debt first. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I just don't think that works for everybody because it's a very boring, it, it doesn't, I believe to keep things going, you got to keep excitement with it. Um, and, and I see so many people that they're all they're trying to do is pay off debt. Um, and, and it, it seems like a never ending hole, at least if you're investing a little bit of something and saving a little bit of something at the end of the month, or even at the end of each year, you have something to show for it that makes you start. It's you're not just at the end of the day still at zero dollars with some bills that aren't paid on paper. Does that make sense? So that's why I did it that way when I first got started, uh, and it worked for us. That doesn't mean we didn't aggressively try to pay down our debt. What end what ends up happening is 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 and this is what I tell everybody. This is why I said to you, my my first advice before any of that is just to take that five hundred dollars and blow it in the stock market. <laughs> Like I just told you to do all that stuff, but then I also said at the very beginning, take that $500, buy whatever. Because when you start down the path, it's kind of like everything else. You just naturally get better at it. It's a skill you develop just like everything else. So then what starts to happen is you invest that $500, you buy some Apple, some Microsoft, some Nvidia or whatever, you know, whatever companies, maybe you buy some, I don't think Steam's a publicly traded company, but maybe you buy some different gaming stocks and stuff, things you're interested in, VR stuff. I'm currently buying a lot of VR stuff. So I buy a lot of Nvidia stock. I got some AMD, you know, stuff like, you know, other, I've also bought a lot of cryptocurrency stuff lately, you know, and, and not just Bitcoin, but companies that are doing stuff in the blockchain space. So that's, you know, because those are things I'm excited for. So then you start making some money with that. And what happens is then you, then you, then the budget part becomes more fun because then you say, oh, wait, I don't need to spend this much. I don't need this tier of internet. I could be this. Yeah, it'd be a little bit of a pain because now I got to, it might take twice the amount of time to upload one of my videos to YouTube, but I could just do it at night anyways when I'm sleeping. 
you know, oh, I don't need this cell phone plan. I don't actually need to get a new phone every year. And if I don't do that, then I have more money that I can put towards paying off these credit cards, putting in my savings, or buying more investments. It becomes like a self what's that word? Like a, a self reinforcing habit. I, there's a term for it, but it becomes like this self replicating thing. Like you start becoming excited about it as you start doing it. Uh, and then you just do it quicker and better. If that makes more sense, like it's a skill, like anything else. So that's why I say the very first thing I would do is take that $500 and, and buy some stocks you like, but then know that, that wealth creation is not picking the right stocks and being done with it. Wealth creation is setting up your entire financial life to not make money important but to make your time important. Makes sense. I don't know. I hope that answered your questions. I hope that gave you what you were looking for. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. No, yeah. it definitely gave me some in, some insight on everything. No, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think it's a great way to to end that discussion. I mean, I like I said, I think, I mean, it pretty much, you know, it it lays out some stuff for me, gives me some information, gives me some insight, you know what I mean? And And, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's very interesting to, to listen to it all. And it's very interesting, you know, to, you know, to see and, um, and converse with people, you know, who have, who have been in the market, you know what I mean? And do whatever it is that they do and the way that they do it and what reasons why they do it. You know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I guess to shine some light a little bit on, you know, yeah, and before you, before you, situation. yep. Yep. And before you do that, cause then that might take us down some other specific rabbit holes. I just want to get Alex's comment real quick uh, because I, I do think this is another, another important point to make in terms of finance. And again, Alex, I, I hope you're not taking any of this as like me clapping back on you or anything just because, um, I'm more using it so I can, you know, if anybody's listening to this again, because the regret that any of us that get once we get our finances in order and once we understand this concept of wealth generation versus get rich quick, uh, you realize that it is the game. Uh, and when you realize that the only thing you wish is that somebody else would have told you sooner about this stuff. Um, you you wish you would have learned it sooner and, and you wish school would have taught you it sooner or somebody would have, would have sat down and explained it to you sooner. So with that, that's, that's what I'm trying to do by, by responding to some of Alex's stuff. He says today, bitcoins are much more a risk than when you did it. Correct. To invest in Bitcoin today at, I think it's at like $58,000 per Bitcoin right now, as of today, to invest in it today is much more risky than when I invested in it early on. However, I preface that to say, I still actively purchase and invest in Bitcoin because I believe personally that it's going to get to a million dollars per coin or even more. However, I also don't take all of my money, even though I personally believe Bitcoin's going to hit $1 million a coin. If somebody really believes that, you would think the first thought would be, okay, Every dollar I can get extra, forget all my other investments, forget my Roth IRA, forget the S&P 500, my 8% per year, forget my savings account and just put everything I can into Bitcoin because I believe. And when I say it, I'm not just saying, oh, I, I, I believe, but maybe not. I believe 100% Bitcoin will hit that. I still don't pour every dollar I have into Bitcoin. That That's when diverse, diversification comes into play. And you're safeguarding your assets. Because even though I do actually believe that inside me, I realize I could be wrong. It doesn't mean I think I'm wrong. 
But I but I'm smart. But you got to get to a point where you realize like you're not smart enough to know everything. So even if you're 100 percent certain on something, that doesn't mean you should go all in on it. So again, it's 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 the the minimizing of risk that then allows you to take more risk. So again, so yes, it's more risky to invest in Bitcoin today. I still do. But I don't invest everything I have into Bitcoin. I'm not pouring every dollar I get into Bitcoin. I'm still being smart about my investment. I'm still minimizing my risk as much as possible while also still investing in something I believe in. And I just think that's an important thing to kind of to say to people. Like it's not it's not there's the, like systems that come like the stuff you read in books about finances, the stuff like it it it's there and it works for a reason because it's hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people that have done that have done this stuff before you that have figured out how like don't just assume you know it all like like use the systems that are in place and the and the reason they stay in place is because they work they build wealth Alex says it's speculation it can drop the next day uh, there is a high risk high reward but in your situation that you have other investment means that you can take that risk exactly and that I think is an important distinction. That a lot of people like, like right now, a lot of people are seeing the Bitcoin stuff going up. They think they should jump in. They start pouring every bit of money, extra money they have into it. And if it crashes, they're left with nothing. If Bitcoin crashes, do I lose a hell of a lot of money? Yes. Am I left with nothing? No. Do I still have a decent amount of money? Yes. It doesn't matter to me if Bitcoin dies. I mean, it would suck, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. Anyways, now going into what you were saying, Kodesh, about kind of more your personal, where you're at. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that, I mean, like I said, to just wrap up the whole thing, I mean, it's just, to me, it's one of those things where, you know, getting involved in it is more or less, you know, like you said, you know, a long-term investment, you know, I'm not looking to make any money right away. I mean, you know, I have zero investments currently besides, you know, my 401. Um, I will tell you that, you know, my 401, which again, we can talk about this later on off stream at some point, but, um, you know, but. Uh, we just had our meeting um, with our 401k person, you know, that came into the, came into our work, you know, asking if we want to make any changes, that kind of sort of thing. Um, I'm 27. I have mindset to aggressive. Do you mean, you know, so it's, you know, they're playing with my money a lot more, you know, with my 401k because I'm young, you know, I was advised to do that by a lot of other people, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's being invested, you know, and not at my leisure, you know, they're taking care of all of that. I'm assuming some sort of, you know, 500 or, you know, something, I mean, whatever they invested in on their end. Um, you know, so again, you know, for me, it's just one of those things where I'm just looking to get in, you mean, you know, into something additional, you mean, you know, to aid in that. So again, you know, thank you very much for sharing that information with me because, you know, it, it helps me, you know, I mean, you know, it's going to be something that, you know, I, I will be looking more into, and I'm sure me and you will have several conversations, you know, um, about that stuff as I ask you questions later on, but, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah, and- all I wanted to. Okay. Let me add one last thing to, uh, yep. The best way to make the best way to increase your net worth is not through investing. Investing is a way to have your money make you money that you've already made. Um, again, compounding interest and all that's great, and eventually, you know, you could. <clears throat> but it's it it, it kind of sucks to live life so penny pinching that you don't get to enjoy the things you want to do. Like there's times that I just waste money on whatever. But the best way uh, to to increase your net worth outside of like long-term investing like if you want to do it quicker is entrepreneurship is starting a business is having a side hustle is doing something to increase how much money you can get in there as quick as possible 
um, into that savings. And then, and then again, not blowing it all. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy stuff. doesn't mean you can't sometimes buy stuff. just means about being thoughtful with your money and buying things that actually are going to make you happy and not just getting into the habit of buying things because you think it's going to make you happy and then a, a month later you don't even use the product or anything anymore. It's just, it's just about becoming more intentional with your money. But the best way to increase your net worth is is entrepreneurship or, or, or becoming really good at a skill that you can get very high. You can make a lot of money with any skill if you're really fucking good at it. If you're a woodworker, you can make 20 bucks an hour. If you're a really if you're one of the best woodworkers in the country, you can make a hell of a lot of money. If you're one of the best woodworkers in the fucking world, you can make billions. <laughs> like right, like like right. there's like become really good at a skill or start your own business or something. That's how you really really increase your net worth and stuff. So. Right. Alex in the chat says, I don't know the word in English, but at one point you want to spread your investment and not invest all in the same hole. Yeah, it's called diversification. Or or the saying we use here is don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah, Alex is Alex is from uh the French Canadian. French Canadians. Uh, uh so yeah, so that I just wanted to end with that. Like I mean, setting up your investments, your finances, how I said is is just how you should operate your finances increase in how much you're making, you know, how much you can invest because again, wealth building is long-term. So it's not going to do anything for you in the next five to 10 years. It's going to do something for you in the next 20 to 30 to 40 years. It's, it's just going to keep growing and, and build your wealth, which then allows right. you to have a lot more freedoms in life, but to increase your actual earnings, you gotta, you know, like I said, business becoming really good at a skill, really fucking good, putting all, everything into that or whatever. So, uh, and and that's Makes kind sense. of that's that's my financial advice to anybody, I guess. That that's, the message that's it the message to the night for anybody listening is going to be: um, do what you love to do and invest in things that you love to do. So if you love pole dancing, you know where to drop those dollars at. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots like of lube for the pole. Go down. Oh. Go down to the corner. You know where they are. You got to support them, man. You 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 need to. I don't know very many strippers standing on a corner. I think those are called prostitutes. No, I mean like like the strip joints. <laughs> like we've got strip joints here, like downtown. You know, like yeah, I know. I was just, no, I was just on, kidding. I guess I guess that phrase on the corner is kind of <laughs> fucked. I shouldn't have used that because that does kind of represent you know the, the hookers on, <laughs> on the corner. I guess makes sense. I was using it in terms of the business, but yeah, never mind. <laughs> never. So mind. again, I I mean I'm happy to ever answer specifics. Anybody, I mean, if anybody's, I, I love talking finance and stuff, and but but I just don't think it's as complicated as people think it is. That's why I always like people ask, and it's like they expect some kind of miracle answer, and it's really just, uh, it, it's a lot simpler than you think. It's it's just like everything in life. It's just uh, consistency and what's the word? Uh, like actually doing it, like actually just fucking doing it. <laughs> that that matters. Like like most things in life. So. Uh, any other topics? Any other things you wanted to go over tonight? You wanna you wanna wrap it up there? Do you think that's a good spot to wrap it up for the night? Or, or yeah, I think so. yeah, I think All so. Right. Yeah, I All think right. so. Yeah, cool, I think so. Bit, I think so. BlizzCon, Bitcoin, and investments. Boom. There's your title. <laughs> like we haven't had a title with Bitcoin in it before. <laughs> nope, we haven't. Nope, nope, we haven't. So like it's our first. It is our first, it's it's our first and last time talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, ever. Yep, ever. Yep. Yo, as always, though, before we actually do jump out of here, uh, Codations, if you don't mind letting people know that might be listening to podcasts, uh, again, I, if they listen, they probably know what you do, but but maybe shout out your your socials, your your URLs, or, or whatever you want to shout out to to let people. <laughs> Alex says, Blitzcon, take a pee Bitcoins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't have to take a pee break on this one. <laughs> but anyways, you want to shout out where the people can find you, uh, you know, before we end here, and then I will do the same, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, um, thank you guys for listening. Anybody that's out there currently. Um, again, my name is Codations. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. We do um, a whole lot of, of stuff about uh, mobile gaming um, over there on the YouTube channel. So if that's something that you fancy, um, you can hop over there um, for that. I do have a Twitter account that I do try to post on, um, but I'm very, very active in my Discord community, which we've got that over there. Um, and then, yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can go to Codations on, on YouTube to catch any of my mobile stuff. Um, otherwise, hop in the Discord and we can chat about anything. So I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to that stuff but again thank you very much derek for having me on the podcast sir um it's been an absolute pleasure and and i look forward to the few um the um episodes to come so awesome awesome and again if you guys want to find anything else about me want to hit me up you want some investment advice i don't give it i'm not an investment advisor but if you just want to know what i do i'm happy to share uh, or anything else gaming i do lots of different stuff i don't i don't know if i ever really do one thing in life uh, but I do gaming stuff. I do uh, streaming stuff. If you're if you're trying to become a streamer, I do a lot of streaming uh, tutorials and and help videos and stuff. I also do a lot of gaming videos, uh, and I also do random stuff here and there. Uh, do this podcast with Codations. But if you want to find me and find any of my other comment comment content, uh, the best place is just to go to my website omgitsderek.com. Uh, OMG, it's Derek, D-E-R-E-K dot com. And uh, links to all my socials, links to my photography, portfolios, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that, Twitch channel, all that right on my website. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in as always. Love your faces. Appreciate you guys taking this ride for us as we kind of figure out this podcast space and shit. And until next time, peace out, everybody. Say Later. bye to the people. Yes. Peace. Peace.